This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Boom goes the dynamite, Mr. David. The Cubs are back. Morning, Molly. Yeah. Losing's over. Happy Wednesday. What a night it was at Wrigley Field. At least we know that there's a team in town that can score 14 this week. That was a wow. outburst. That was a shot. That, that was, was nice to see. It was fun. Okay, I, and I'm going to say this, and everyone's going to hate me, but did anyone else feel, as you watch that game, kind of like, oh, save that for tomorrow? Always. Like, you could, you know, Always. you could have won that game and still had one run <laughs> for the next 11 games. I mean, it's it just... It goes through your head. All the time. I know you're just supposed to enjoy it and really have fun, but all I could think about was, geez, that's a lot of runs. If only you could spread those out a little bit. That's the worry. And then the other part of it is you talk yourself out of that kind of negative thinking because that is kind of the way you first go is that, wow, this can be cathartic. This is going to be the one that they needed to shake up the lineup. They're dealing with injuries. They needed to relax. And I think David Ross said before the game, all it takes is maybe one guy getting hot and then everyone else is going to relax and exhale. And I wondered before the outburst, mm. the eight runs in the in the eighth, I believe, before that, I thought it was going to be Dansby Swanson finding the basket. Yeah. I thought that was going to be the one where everyone yep. was <sighs> Yeah. And thank goodness for the basket. Boy, I don't think – I, I think that might have been caught if it wasn't for the basket. I, I mean, Dustin hates the basket. Uh, this morning, he loves it. Not last night. That's right. You love the basket when it, yeah. del- when it helps you get a home run for a team struggling to score. And that was the beginning, but certainly not the end. The Cubs did what they needed to do against a pitcher who did falter. And uh, like we projected he would. And boy, that was fun to watch. It was a relief. Eight runs in the eighth. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, I mean, again, I I think maybe my favorite moment of the game was when uh, Cody Bellinger hit a three-run homer. Yeah, you just need him it, it, to hit a three-run homer. I'd like him to hit a three-run homer for the rest of this series, for the rest of this <laughs> homestand. I think he's the clubhouse leader, right? I think he is the leader. He's the only guy. <laughs> Bellinger hits one in the air, deep center field. Zawinski goes back, looks up, gone! Cody Bellinger with a three-run home run. The route is on. The route is on. Zach had a lot of fun. That was great to hear the enthusiasm in his voice. He knew it was a big game. He did rise to the occasion and 
Bellinger hitting a home run was a welcome sight as much as anybody who hit one. Obviously, Swanson gets him started. Bellinger contributes the, the long ball. Mm. And the, the lineup, which had to be shaken up because of the magical injury, which came before the game, Alex Canario at the bottom of the order, first major league home run, grand slam. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Just a nice moment. Because if I'd have told you, again, I'd always, I don't want to you know, always and, do this. You and the I, if I told you, here's the problem I know, with no, that. No, no, hold on. I, you I, go I, ahead, but I'm going to tell you the problem with it. Okay. If I'd have told you last yeah. week, last month, or whenever you want to say that Javier Assad and Alex Canario were going to be contributing to a big victory in mid and late September for the Cubs to hold on to that final spot in the wild card race, you thought it was crazy. No, not at all. I, I think the Cubs, what they have done is they have created this, you know, plethora of minor league stars. And they they are able to bring them up. They're going to bring them up. In a yearly basis, you're going to see a really good player come up. That's that's what the Cubs have managed to do in the minor leagues. They've made these trades. They've, they've developed these players. We've heard all these names, and now you're starting to see them. They haven't even gotten to, like, the – well, they, they did get the Pete Crow Armstrong, and that was the big name. But there are a lot of, like, money pitchers in the minor leagues, and you're going to be bringing them up. That's a fair point. It's going to be one guy yeah, after Yeah, I'm another. not going to argue with that. I, but I, here's my problem. i got to tell you what's wrong. Can I do that? Sure. Okay. If I told you at the beginning of the season this would happen and that would happen, I think the problem with that is as the season goes on, expectations change. As the year goes on. When you hit the trade deadline and you're, uh, you get on a run and, hey, we're staying with you, we're going to do all this, guys are going down like crazy. You know, it, now the latest is Nick Madrigal. And so you look at it and you think, are there too many people going down? Have, they, have too many people not played up to what you thought they were and you had to cut them and you went through people? That's what a season is supposed to Long be. Long season, your expectations are going to be – Back and forth, your emotions are going to be overwrought, and all those things are true. All I say, and maybe it's just more of a mental exercise for myself, I think that as your expectations do ebb and flow and go up and Mm. down, that you remind yourself, this is me reminding myself, that as as you create the anxiety of watching every game and feeling like, oh, if they lose tonight, it's over. Oh, if they lose another game, it's going to be, you know, really difficult to take. I am reminding myself yes. to be disciplined yeah. to, and have that kind of perspective because, number one, it helps you maybe you know get through some of these games that are tight or maybe uh, a little bit closer than you want or the, the maybe the struggles are a little bit greater than you expected. And the other thing is is that you know it is good to remember these contributions as much as you say that they have a plethora. Dustin, add that to the glossary. <laughs> Plethora, the mullet. Okay. Okay. P L E T H O R A. But even though they do have a plethora of prospects in in the minor leagues, good alliteration. The 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 the, the fact that they're relying on them now is to me unexpected. I agree. Canario and Assad, especially because those are guys who maybe weren't ballyhooed at the beginning of the season or throughout the year. Canario hit his way onto this roster. Yeah. And Assad certainly has pitched his way there. 
Would you say there is an abundance of those players or an overabundance? Uh, I think an abundance. It's not an overabundance? I don't think it's an overabundance yet. I, I, I think they have uh, they have an abundance <laughs> of talent <laughs> they do. on the way. And that's what makes this maybe feel a little bit more sustainable. A, sustainable, yeah. That's, that's, you're, you're, you're on it today. I, I think that because when you are – at this stage, and you feel like it is a little bit early, and they did have to play their way into contention and, and convince Jed Hoyer at the deadline it was worth keeping right. together. This is ahead of schedule because of this. The schedule says in 2024, the way the trades were structured and the prospects were developing, that was the year you could legit think, okay, we're back. This season feels like a bonus, I think, right now doesn't change doesn't help you you know it's not going to change your disappointment level if they don't get in but it does feel like they're a little ahead of schedule um they are totally ahead of schedule as you say but didn't you feel like it's what's really interesting to me about this season what we've seen is that they went out and they spent money and they brought in like some really good talent and they worked that magic for a long time, knowing that they had this minor league system that was going to produce not just a decent player, but like a real impact guy, you feel on a yearly basis. You feel like the reason this is sustainable is because they're going to get better and better and better. The younger guys are going to get better and better and better. You know, we've seen that fail on the opposite side of town Mm -hmm. where you just kind of, the young guys come and stop and don't get better and aren't developed. But I think everything I've seen the Cubs do this year is laudable. You just stand back and you say, you know, well done. Well done. I think there's a reason for that too. And it's not by accident, more by design. When they are evaluating these guys to spend and invest millions in or draft or trade for, I don't think it can be overstated how important the baseball character of these guys is and how they brought these guys together. And I know chemistry is a thing that happens when you win and do which comes first, the winning or the chemistry. But this was intentional to bring in guys like Dansby Swanson and add him to a mix that included Jan Gomes and, frankly, Cody Bellinger, who brings a vibe all, all his own. And Jamison Tyone, even through the struggles, always was the guy – that was saying the right things and doing the right things. This was a clubhouse that was conducive to winning, and that's not by accident. They got those guys who they thought would be able to make everybody else around them better and set the example, and you're seeing that now. And that's why I think at the end of the trade deadline, the week before, they were in a similar situation they're in now. They had, to, they had that pressure on to win. They had to come back and be resilient, and that is the I, – I think that's what is the biggest trademark of this team. It's resilience. I, I think also they're built correctly. So, you know, when you start building a baseball team, you, you just said it. They brought in Dansby Swanson, who is, you know, a hardworking guy and a leader and a shortstop that can make big plays. That allows you to move Nico to second base. And now you, you mentioned Gomes and you mentioned the uh, center fielder, that's right up the middle. That is how you're supposed to build a team. You got a really good center fielder. You got a really good shortstop, and you got a guy who's a really good shortstop playing a really good second base over the course of the season, and then you've got 
uh, you know, that, that catcher has been remarkable. I, I don't know how you're going to uh, resolve that issue, but he's been phenomenal. And I think when you look at it, that's how you build a baseball team. They've built it the way you're supposed to. They got defense. They got they they got right up the middle, really good stuff. Defense up the middle, need and they need a first baseman. They do need right? a first baseman going forward. The Candelario could be the third baseman. Do you feel good about? I that? I do feel good about that, and they're doing this without him as well. So they've yeah. had injuries and they've had to overcome those. Right. But I do think you're right. They built them themselves some strength up the middle. They also have developed pitchers that they have drafted. Like we're going to see tonight, Justin Steele. It is Wednesday, by the way. It's yep. Wednesday, yep. but Wednesday is Wednesday. 